Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Block Podcast. We are very excited for this episode. It's been sort of an idea floated around for a while. So I hope it sticks and I hope you guys are as interested in this one as we are. But if you're new here, welcome to a new edition of the Mickey Block Podcast. I'm your host alongside Alyssa Antonelli, my name is Jared, and Alyssa is the co-owner of Mickey Travels, who is our primary sponsor of the podcast. We'll talk more about Mickey Travels later on in the episode, but if you are new here, this is a weekly Disney podcast that releases every Friday, and we talk all things Disney, believe it or not, on the Mickey blog, I know. But today, we are actually talking about something specific when it comes to Walt Disney World and the parks and the attractions, the shows, the parades. All that fun jazz. But before we do, Alyssa, how are you doing today? How uh, How's everything? Uh, I know you, you got to be just like me. You got to be thinking, you know what? We got one more month of this Halloween nonsense and then we can move on. Spooky season is almost over, even though it hasn't even, well, started. But now I'm excited about Christmas. I think we have to let our listeners and viewers realize that they're in for like Christmas overload. It's going to be good stuff. But I'm super excited about today's podcast because... It's something that I think you and I have been talking about for a while and um, kind of bringing me back to a, you know, an earlier time when mm. uh, I used to go to Disney World as a young child. So I'm excited to talk about the, the lost things at Walt <laughs> Disney World, the things that I miss and I mourn, but I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, so uh, full disclosure, obviously, by the time you've clicked on this episode, you will have seen that there's a title, and you'll know what what we ended up titling it. But I'm having a little bit of a hard time, to our listeners and viewers, figuring out exactly how to title or phrase this episode. But essentially, here's the concept, and then we're going to dive right in. This is basically Walt Disney World Lost Attractions. Lost Attractions, Parades, Shows restaurants, dining experiences, anything of that sort. And when I say lost, I mean, they are no longer here. You know, they've been closed down. Maybe they were replaced with a different attraction or a different show or a different parade, or maybe they were just taken away and uh, nothing replaced it, which is sad. Now, I will say, I try to remind myself and every once in a while, Alyssa as well, that Sometimes we all have a tendency of putting on nostalgia glasses. And what I mean by that is we have this weird tendency. Disney fans do this more than almost any other fandom on earth, I believe, uh, wholeheartedly, including sports. Although sports fans do this a lot too. You know, sports fans, older sports fans who say, oh, well, this guy, when I watched him when I was younger, he's way better than the guys who exist nowadays. Disney Parks fans do this too. They put on these nostalgia glasses and say, oh, well, it was way better when this existed. I will say, I think objectively, some of the things that have replaced some of the things we've lost have been great. And I think it's for the best and it's been better. Um, but we're talking about the ones we miss, especially today. We'll talk about some of the things that, you know, maybe it just, they're, they're lost and we'll mention them. But we're going to talk especially about certain shows, rides, attractions, locations that we miss and kind of wish they still stuck around. So uh, let's uh, hop aboard this metaphorical time machine for a second and uh, go back in time and uh, go through this from the very beginning. Now, I will say, um, Alyssa, Alyssa told me to phrase this in a much different way. I won't phrase it this specific way, but 
Alyssa and I are from different generations. Uh, and Alyssa has experienced some of these lost attraction shows experiences that we're going to talk about today. Uh, and I wasn't born. I, I didn't experience them. So there's going to be certain things where I'm just going to let Alyssa take the ball and discuss it because what can I possibly say or, or talk about? I'm not, I, I wasn't around. Uh, there's other things that I was around for that I'm excited to get into. But let's go way back, way back to 1977 and, you know, uh, the early 80s, the, the late 70s, when things like River Country existed. That is obviously no, no longer around. A bunch of our listeners and viewers are probably like, what are you even talking about? Uh, but Alyssa, Tell our listeners and viewers what River Country is and uh, just, I guess, do you miss it? Oh, River Country. I mean, that is, that's going back <laughs> old school Disney. So River Country is, I'm hoping some viewers and listeners either know or remember, was the very first water park of Walt Disney World when there was only Magic Kingdom and a couple of resorts around Magic Kingdom. I mean, it was in its infancy. It opened on June 20th of 1976 and was open until November 2nd of 2001, which is kind of crazy. So it had a, it had a long life, so to speak. Um, the thing about River Country was, you know, it probably wouldn't work today, right? When you look at, you know, um, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon and, um, it, it, you know, it, it just, it doesn't, it just looks a little bit antiquated, right? But back then... It was the old swimming hole. That's what, I'm not just making that term up. That was what it was called, the old swimming hole. And it was on Bay Lake uh, near Fort Wilderness. So it had that rustic sort of feel. But basically, it was swimming in Bay Lake. Mm -hmm. This is not Summit Plummet. This is not, you know, wave pools or lazy rivers. Nope. This wasn't clean water. <laughs> this was Bay Lake. Um, and it was just something different to do besides the parks when there wasn't that much more other than Magic Kingdom. And uh, it was, like I said, it was an antiquated first attempt at a water park. But I will say there are many people who mourn and miss River Country or certainly have good feelings about it. From what I will say this real quick and then we can move on. I have actually, I don't know if you guys have ever been on any of these websites that show what old Disney or old parks that don't exist anymore look like right now. And River Country is, it's almost scary. It is. It's, it's, so, it's so, um, what's the word I want? Almost decrepit. Uh, mm -hmm. You can see the, the, the slides that have just like moss over them and yeah. everything's overgrown. So it's almost a little frightening. I don't like to take too many looks at that because it, it just looks like, it almost looks like the, like the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean where you go, oh, like you remember what it was. And you go, oh, it's just lying mm. there in a graveyard. I feel like River Country is a graveyard. Yeah, it's kind of so it's interesting. Uh, the word I think about when I've seen like the photos and and I actually remember renting sea racers. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you remember those. Uh, they, they, you know, only went away a few years ago. Uh, but the sea racers, those little two-person boats, I remember riding them around Bay Lake and Seven Seas Lagoon and like sort of trying to get like a peek at what it all looked like and things like that. But um, uh, the word I think about is almost like apocalyptic 
Like it's like it like things have like grown in and there's moss and there's trees and bushes. Like it, it's kind of interesting. It's it, it's it's uh it's almost it's abandoned. Yeah, I mean apparently it's been invaded by birds. I don't know. That's just what the people are saying. But it's it is interesting. And I will say hearing you talk about it, it reminded me of just like it, I think you're right in the sense of like, I don't think it's possible that it would exist today. Uh, not with like the safety hazards, the the issues that could come about it. But regardless, uh, and not to mention the state of the art water parks that exist now, but like for its time, it's a very cool concept. And whenever I see photos of river country, it kind of like makes me want like a, I don't know, like a, like a, a film about like the opening of of Walt Disney World and that whole time period because it's it looks very like 70s and 80s to me and and that's very cool. Well, to give you a perspective, I was 6 years old when River Country opened. Oh, kind wow. of put it in perspective. Um I will tell you and then we're going to move on um because we don't want to spend the whole hour on River Country. Um it reminds me if I can give people a visual of like overnight camp you know, like when people go over and they swim in the lake and they canoe and, you know, they yeah. think back about the 70s and 80s kind of camp life. That's what River Country would fit nicely into. Um, not so much today, but you can't not have fond memories of River Country when you think back about the opening years of Walt Disney World. Yeah. I I totally I I mean I agree again I wish I uh I wish I could speak more on this because I wasn't wasn't really able to experience it but it's it's something that um as a history fan and as, of course as a huge Disney Parks history fan this was such a fun episode to sort of think about and conceptualize beforehand because and I think we both got excited for it because it's kind of like going into a time machine uh that you know you're just sort of put into this different place, different era. Um, but beyond River Country, talking about a few other things that existed way back when that no longer, of course, is around. Uh, some of these aren't that way back when, but uh, things like Pleasure Island, another experience, Downtown Disney. I actually spoke about this during our Guide to Disney Springs um, episode, how I didn't get to experience that. And I kind of wish I did um, because People always spoke so highly of it. We got to interview Stacy on the podcast. And I remember seeing in the resort rooms her talking about, like, let's go to Pleasure Island and everything. Like, um, So I guess my question, Alyssa, is did you ever get to go? And what are your memories of that whole time period? Obviously, Disney Springs, Downtown Disney, Disney Village before that, like, it's evolved and changed a lot over the years um not quite as much as like hollywood studios which we'll talk about later but it's changed a lot so that's another one um that i wanted to sort of briefly bring up i guess yeah i mean pleasure island is another icon of of yesteryear of uh disney world um and again while things do have to evolve and change i'm a big fan of that we can't forget about the roots and where things started. And I feel like Pleasure Island was really rooted in the old downtown Disney mm -hmm. district. Uh, it was definitely known for its nightlife, its comedy, its dancing, its um, 
you know, restaurants. I mean, Pleasure Island was just a really fun place. Um, I think it was for a lot of different ages from, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s on. I think everybody got to really, there was something for everybody at Pleasure Island. Um, I still mm. feel like that's the case today at da mm. at Disney Springs. Um, but there was just a really fun, cool vibe of Pleasure Island. Um, and I do think that when you think about the yesteryears of Pleasure Island, of uh, downtown Disney, or Disney mm -hmm. Springs for that matter, um, you can't not think about Pleasure Island. Um, it was uh, it was really fun. And yes, I was yeah. there many times. I, uh, I like I said, I wish I got to experience that one. Um, that's a uh, that's a lost thing that I didn't really get to experience, but something I wish I did. Um, you know, and even if I got to experience it, I wasn't an adult, so I wouldn't have been able to really experiencing it. I wish I was an adult and going to Pleasure Island. That's that's what I wish I got to experience because the nightlife did look very fun. But yeah. I will say uh, the nightlife at Disney Springs, I think, is very fun, and I think adults really love it. So. Um, Absolutely. I'm a fan of how things have evolved. Now, one of the things you put down on your list, uh, Alyssa, was spectral magic in that uh, nighttime parade. Before we get into attractions and, and other things like that, I would, would love to talk about this one real quick. And while we're at it, maybe a few other nighttime uh, shows from around Walt Disney World property that I, too, uh, miss and think about often and maybe that's my nostalgia glasses but i i'm not going to be taking my nostalgia glasses off for this uh because certain things i miss and i still think are better than what we got instead mm -hmm. you can hate me if you want but that's my opinion can uh I just so let's say also jared before we talk about some more of these things mm -hmm. which we have a lot to talk about i would love if our viewers and listeners got to put in their opinions about what they miss, what yeah. they used to love, what they wish was still there. I'd love to hear what people have to say about that because we'd love to have the input. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love seeing um, different people's comments on yeah. our episodes. This is a good been... one. I feel like people have a, are going to have a lot to say about these. And it's okay to disagree with us. Um, it's okay mm -hmm. to agree with us. I just want to hear what people miss and what they mm -hmm. wish was back, what they are happy is gone. I yeah. hear it all. No, um, so Spectra Magic was one of my absolute favorites. Um, I'm not going to say I loved it more than the Main Street Electric Light Parade, but it was spooky and energizing. Loved the music. Um, I say spooky because it was kind of like there's some characters in there that you're like, what? Like, where'd they come from? But um, Spectrum Magic was so much loved by me that it was my ringtone on my phone for about <laughs> five years until my husband, Greg, said, I'm sick of hearing this every time it rings. It's too much. <laughs> and I changed it. Right now, I currently have the Main Street Electric Light Grave as my ringtone. Um, but Spectrum Magic started in 1991 and, and lasted through 1999 and then had another sort of go at it, like another run from 2001 to 2010, um, I have heard rumors. Now, when I see rumors, I'm not confirming this, that <laughs> Spectra Magic floats are in the ocean. Wow. Yes, that they were just taken away and thrown in the ocean. Wow. I don't know if I believe it, but that's, what a, that's a rumor I heard. Now, again, please don't say, Alyssa, that's false. I'm not saying I did it. 
I'm not saying I saw someone throw it in the ocean, but I've heard that they were literally thrown into the ocean. Um, I find it hard to believe, but hey, whatever. Um, but Spectrum Magic is definitely, you know, old school. I'm just going to say this real quick before we move on. I am going to plead with Walt Disney World to please bring back a nighttime parade at Magic Kingdom. Okay. Very glad you mentioned this because that's what I was going to say. Um, regardless of where you stand on, um, for our listeners and viewers, regardless of whether, where you stand on like Spectro Magic versus Main Street Electrical Parade, either one of them is better than nothing. So, I mean, I don't, or this is. I don't know if anyone's seen Pink. Oh tonight. yeah, absolutely. Come on, See, bring bring us a, a parade. There is something so magical about a parade, then going into fireworks, mm -hmm. and we need it back. It's been way too long. It has, and I I can understand some of the reasonings, but I just really don't. At the end of the day, it to me it feels again. Uh, we so we like to keep it real on this podcast. Not too real. We're not trying to you know make Disney dislike us here, but I'm trying to tell you. That uh, it feels a little bit like, okay, maybe it's a budget thing, or maybe it's it's a it's expensive to put it together. That I can understand because they are saving the main street or the the like nighttime parades, oftentimes for those parties. Like you have Boo to You, and of course the uh, amazing Christmas parade during Very Merry. But those parades are still unique to those parties, and I think a nighttime parade would be fantastic so i totally agree with you on that and i think i think the guests want it back i think i mean i just think there's a huge demand for i'll it, even i'll even say this if you want to keep booty you and mickey's once upon a christmas time parade exclusive for august through december that's fine january through july give us another give us another nighttime parade absolutely in case and, anyone from disney is listening yeah and I, and maybe, maybe they don't want to, maybe they turned it off as soon as we tried to talk to them. Who knows? But if you're still listening, hopefully, uh, you know, Some take thoughts. it into account. Um, yep. Another thing we wanted to sort of mention and, and discuss when it comes to nighttime parade night or nighttime shows, nighttime parade, a few of the big ones that have been lost at Walt Disney World over the years. Um, now, I will say this, some of them went away and went back, came back, like Happily Ever After. I remember how upset the fans were when Happily Ever After went away. And how ex I know, it was crazy. And then how excited they were when it, uh, when it came back. So, you know, it's... But can I just say, Jared, I love Happily Ever After. Am I the only one that I really liked Enchantment, too? You know, I, so I had no issue. I like them both. So I'm just going to say, yes, I love Happily Ever After. Please, please, please. No, I'm thrilled it's back. I did not dislike Enchantment. I, that You Are the Magic, love that song. Just saying. Yeah, it's, it's interesting when you bring up Enchantment because I felt like Enchantment was a bit like over, over hated. And I think a lot of it had to do with like, the fans were just so emotionally attached to Happily Ever After. They could have put out anything and people were going to be like, this sucks compared to Happily Ever After. Um, but to be honest with you, this is where I guess maybe my hot takes start coming in. Uh, whether people agree or disagree with this next point is up to you. But one of the things I personally miss is Wishes. Um, Wishes was an amazing fireworks show that I, you know, 
remember heavily and I miss heavily. And I, I grew up watching that and, and having a lot of like very personalized memories with my family on the Tomorrowland bridge. And that music to me, that song, the, you know, uh, the whole show to me at least felt more like a like an ending to my day at magic kingdom and sort of lots of times we used to finish our trips with that show so it always felt like a kind of um you know ending to our trip in a way uh how nostalgic that's you know song was uh, and the show was of course that ended uh in may of 2017 but um you know, and, and made way for Happily Ever After. And I'm not saying I dislike Happily Ever After, by the way. I, I think that show is fantastic. I'm glad it's back. But what I'm saying here is I think when you take away something that a lot of people love, which I personally really hate it when Disney does that or anybody does that, because I, I, I know we can move, we can make way for new things when things objectively are like, people are like not sure how they feel about it. Maybe it's a ride that always has a 10 minute wait. Sure. Like, yeah, you'll have some grumpy people, but objectively you could be like, okay, maybe we needed something new. But when you get rid of things that universally everybody loves, which we're going to talk about a few more of these uh, in this episode, people get mad and people get upset. So I think that's a little bit of what happened uh, with Enchantment, Alyssa. I don't know if you'd agree, but... Well, yes, and I actually almost forgot to say this. Um, you and I kind of did a little brainstorming before, and I can't believe this was not on my radar earlier today um mm -hmm. i had deep mourning when illuminations went away because illuminations oh, was something that i was so in love with i connected on such an emotional level with illuminations and uh, as a matter of fact uh greg and i waited on the bridge between great britain and france uh for eight and a half hours on the last showing of Illuminations to be at the very, very front. And uh, people were laughing at us as they were walking by. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're waiting. I mean, we camped out literally like 1.30 in the afternoon. Funny thing about it is those wow. same people came back around 8 o'clock, 8.30 to find theirs. And there were 10 people deep and they were like, couldn't see anything. So ha ha mm. ha, I'm, we're here, we got it. But <laughs> Illuminations, I miss deep within my soul. Hey, look, dedication, people hate on it, but then, you know, you try to show up uh, a little bit later on and it doesn't fit as well. Just yesterday, I went to Gideon's and it was pouring rain and I was standing out in the line. The amount of people, because it was pouring rain, but it was also the first uh, day of October. So, you know, it's the new cookies for October and these are popular cookies. Um, the amount of people that I would witness because it was raining and it was a little cold and it was soaking wet, the amount of people that I would witness leave line. And then like later on, they try to like get back in line when the weather's nice. And, you know, obviously it's way longer. Look, you know, it, the I'm not going to say the early bird gets the worm. That phrase exists for a reason. So I'm not surprised that you and Greg got the perfect view. But regardless, uh, I have to say I completely agree with you on this one. Um, Illuminations was a very big staple for my family. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, I think it it it's just an absolutely perfect show for Epcot. Um, it just summarizes what that park is, what it means to you know embrace other cultures and 
you know, come together as one, we're one globe, we're one world, you know, like, and, and beyond that, it, it's obviously, it was very emotional and the globe was so cool. They mixed these, this, you know, electronic sort of stuff and shows with the fireworks. It was, it was special and everybody had like specific places they would watch illuminations from. For me, I always watched it in France, um, you know, so everybody had different things like that but i definitely agree with you illuminations and wishes in my opinion are two ones that i really really miss and i've always had this idea and uh Alyssa, feel free to disagree but hear me out and let me know if you think people would actually do this sort of thing i've always thought that if disney were really smart and wanted to make some extra money which I'm sure they do. Uh, why not do a week where it's Wishes Week, private ticketed event, and you could charge 200 bucks. I guarantee you people would come. Uh, and you get desserts, and it's kind of like an after hours event that you normally have in Magic Kingdom, except these guests get to watch it Wishes. Would sell out in minutes. In seconds. <laughs> yeah. I know, and you know that better than almost anybody, Alyssa, because you've been you know, booking Disney trips for over a decade. If she's saying it would sell out in minutes, I completely could not feel more strongly about this. You could do the same thing with Illuminations at Epcot. If you're going to have these yeah. after hours events for people, they book these, those things sell out for just to go on the rides at nighttime and stuff with no wait. It, to me, it's a no brainer. Um, I can understand maybe why they haven't or won't or whatever, but just just something I always thought about, you know. And I just have to say real quick, and I know we have to move on to the so much more, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because we're getting close to the halfway point. But I do want to say, I know Harmonious was a really big um, thrill for people. I'm going to say I had a little bit of resentment for Harmonious because of Illuminations. We, we're going to probably talk about that same thing when it comes to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway as to why we have resentment mm -hmm. for that attraction. But th we'll save that for a minute. <laughs> um, I did have a little bit of resentment because you, they took away my favorite um, nighttime show. But I will say, I am. I, I hope nobody gets upset with me, but I am so glad Harmonious is over because those dis, just awful barges in the middle yeah. of the lagoon that took away the whole aesthetics of the beautiful World Showcase lagoon. I am glad it's over. The barges are gone. Yay. Mm-hmm. I said my piece. I had to. I'm keeping it real. Like you know, we keep it real. It's okay if it's okay if the haters want to come out and say, "Alyssa, we loved Harmonious." That's great. I hope you did love Harmonious. I am not sad. It's over. Look, my opinion on Harmonious is the show itself. I thought was pretty cool, but it was not worth the barges being there every single day year round. What do we call those? The tacos. Yeah, the the tacos and I mean they were just so enormously big and it was so funny comparing the original concept of like the everyday fountains compared to what we got. It was not even I was close. Not unhappy. We were we actually it's funny at Mickey Blog <laughs> we were joking because we would go there almost daily mm -hmm. to see each one. And it took a while, right, to have each one removed. Yeah. And yep. we would joke and be like, four barges left. Yeah. <gasps> We barged it like it was just a funny kind mm -hmm. of internal Mickey blog thing. And yeah. I was about to literally sink them into the yeah. lagoon. 
Absolutely. So, so far in this episode, we've talked about uh, some things farther back. We've talked about entertainment. We've talked about shows. Um, We're going to get more deeper into attractions, and we're also going to go sort of park by park in the... um, in the second half of the episode, it is. It would not shock me if we went over our typical 60 minutes for this episode. As Alyssa said, when we first uh, came up with this idea for this episode, and we actually sort of teased it on uh, one of our previous podcast episodes and said, this is an episode we're going to be doing. Alyssa said, I have a feeling this one could be going longer than we usually do. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the case. It, it, there's just so much that has gone away that we both miss that people have fond memories of that other people's miss i feel like we're just scratching the surface so with that being said i'm going to try to speed things up a little bit um you know with a lot more attractions and things so let's go park by park a little bit um but before we do i am going to pause and mention that this episode and every episode of the mickey Bog podcast is brought to you by mickey travels mickey travels is a nationally recognized leader in disney vacation planning they are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. That's MickeyTravels.com, make a magic one vacation at a time. So talking, you know, about uh, park by park and jumping into more specifics on things that have been lost over the years, we'll start with Disney's Animal Kingdom because Animal Kingdom is our technically out of the four uh, newest, uh, you know, uh, open most recently. Um, and there's been, hasn't been a ton of things that have disappeared from animal kingdom or things that have been updated. Of course, in the future, we are getting a big update to things like dino land. Um, but having said that there have been some things that have changed over the years. Um, Mickey's jam and jungle jam and jingle parade, uh, was something that a lot of people loved. Uh, Another one that I wanted to briefly mention, Tarzan Rocks, was a show a lot of people loved. Um, Pocahontas and her forest friends, now they have sort of come back in the form of river boats and things like that. Um, Of course, uh, Journey into the Jungle Book, the Kilimanjaro Safaris did get updated uh, with a different sort of show, which I think most people would agree was sort of... uh, for the best. Um, regardless, uh, I uh, wanted to mention a few of those things. Um, and of course, as we said, Animal Kingdom will be getting much bigger updates down the line with, um, you know, uh, being being that it is going to be getting a huge Dino Land update. So few few brief things, but uh, anything out of uh, what I just sort of mentioned that uh, you, uh, you particularly miss or, or look back upon? Alyssa? No. (laughs) No. Wow, that was a big talk. All right, we're moving on. Yeah, Um, no. The one thing I will say. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, look, I think, uh, you know, the the only thing I will say personally about um, a lot of these sort of updates and things that have changed over the years is... Rivers of Light was a nighttime show that took place in the Discovery River Lagoon that closed in March of 2020. Of course, what followed it was Kite Tales. That did not last very long either. But regardless, Rivers of Light was a nighttime show. And 
I think people for years and years and years have always been like, oh, I want a nighttime show back at Animal Kingdom or, you know, look, we know why. We know why there's no fireworks over there. We know why that park is so much farther away from the other fireworks and the other parks because of the animals. And they're trying to be respectful and understanding of that. We know why that park closes earlier and it's because of the animals. So it's kind of a trade-off. You, you got to deal with a little bit. Um, however, I will say the one thing I do sort of agree with fans that I think, Alyssa, you, you might as well, is Animal Kingdom used to be open later. Uh, people used to love going at nighttime. Um, and it's been more in recent years that the park has been kind of going back to its original roots. Because I'm old enough to remember when Animal Kingdom closed at like 5 or 6 p.m. Um, when it really, really was like that. That's why people called it a half-day park. But for a while there, we were getting like 8, 9 p.m. and things, which was really cool because people love going like Pandora at nighttime. And then in recent years, we've been kind of going back into like the 7, 8 p.m. closing times at Animal Kingdom. So I think Animal Kingdom is gorgeous at nighttime, and I do understand why people miss that. That's all I'll say about that. But Yes. Um, so let's, let's jump into more of the... Uh, um, you know, uh, meat and potatoes, shall we, of this episode, because the other three parks have seen a lot of changes <laughs> over the years. Um, and, uh, and I think there's a lot of attractions, restaurants, things that we both probably miss, um, you know, and, uh, kind of wish they were still around. So, uh, Alyssa, would you prefer to go back in time through the years into Magic Kingdom's history? For Hollywood Studios history, because a lot of the Magic Kingdom stuff, again, uh, sort of came before my time. But I know you uh, were very fond of several of the things that are no we longer. We could go to Magic Kingdom, and then you'll have more to talk about after that. Yeah, it's great. We can end the episode uh, with a bang and just talk about the great movie ride for about three hours. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> no, let's yeah. let's journey back in time into Magic Kingdom because there's been a lot of things that have left over the years. I'm going to rip off a bunch of them in a row, and then I'm going to let Alyssa talk more in depth about Magic Kingdom, some of the things that we've lost. Uh, so right off the bat, just you know, a list that I have personally on my side of the coin. Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Of course, that does exist in Disneyland. You got Snow White's Scary Adventures. Not sure who else got traumatized on that one, but uh, I remember being a kid and being a little frightened by that evil witch at the end of that one. But that's neither here nor there. I get scared of everything. This is why I'm a Christmas fan. Uh, the Skyway, the original Main Street Bakery. Uh, if you had wings, if you could fly, dream flight, take flight. Uh, Mission to Mars, Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter, America the Beautiful, American Journeys, Magic Carpet Around the World, Exhibition Hall, Country Bear Jamboree, Vacation Hoedown, and Christmas Show. Of course, that's changed over the years as well. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea used to be a big popular one. That's no longer around. The Timekeeper, Star Jets, The Swan Boats, uh, which is something I wish I got to experience. Uh, the Walt Disney Story, Aunt Polly's, the Main Street Cinema, the Enchanted Tiki Room, which is now under new management, as they like to say, uh, Shrunken Ned's Junior Jungle Boats, Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes, the Penny Arcade, Legend of the Lion King, Magic Journeys, um, Mickey Mouse Review, the Diamond Horseshoe Review, um, so just, uh, just a long list, um, but... 
Regardless, Alyssa also had a few here that I sort of already mentioned on her list. So out of everything I sort of talked about, I'm going to sort of hand it off to you, let you talk about some of the things that have closed that I know people miss, uh, yourself included. So one of my favorites um, was If You Had Wings. Um, it was actually sponsored by Eastern Airlines, which does not exist anymore, um, which is crazy. Like it was sponsored by an airlines that no longer, you know, is in service. Um, if You Had Wings was um, one of the first attractions at Walt Disney World, opened in 1971, closed in 1987. Um, of course, then it was taken over by Dream Flight in 1989 through 1998, which was sponsored by Delta. And then, of course, we all know where what it is now. This is where Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin lives, um, mm -hmm. which is, of course, still you know going. Um, I will say, if you had wings, was you know, it's funny. I think the reason this sounds may sound corny that I loved it so much is you know we used to fly Eastern Airlines. That was like one of the that was like the official airline of Walt Disney World back in the seventies. So the fact that it was sponsored by this airline, and you would go in and you were. Literally, it's if you had wings, it was all about air travel and birds and all the just you just literally just went through. If you could picture the route of Buzz Lightyear, it was sort of like that. And you just were flying and you were whether it was in an airplane or as a bird, it was special. Um, Dream Flight was, I feel like, a little bit of a copycat, but not as good. Sort of like, oh, let's try to change it. No, please don't. Um, I miss if you had wings so much. That was like, that is my childhood of Disney world. Just saying. Um, so that I miss a lot. Um, 20,000 leagues under the sea used to scare me because I actually believed that we were going way down to like the depths of the ocean when we were only in six feet of water. Um, I got a great but, story to tell you, so uh, I'll save that for later. <laughs> yeah, so that one scared me, but I did it. Um, but I truly believed. I, as a child, believed a lot. I when I went in the haunted mansion, I believed all the things. So, um, but it, but again, you know, uh, definitely a great thing that's missed. Um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yes, it is still in Disneyland, but I do miss it. Um, as you guys probably know. There is um, a Mr. Toad in the cemetery at Haunted Mansion. So for you, for Mr. Toad to have a, to be in the graveyard, you know, he was pretty special. Um, yeah. So Mr. Toad's uh, closed on September 7th of 1998, uh, replaced by the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, if you're trying to gauge where that was. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, you know, it was a simple ride, just like Winnie the Pooh is. Um, but everybody loved Mr. Toads. So when that closed, mm -hmm. that was that was a big deal and not well received by Disney fans back in the late nineties. Um, the Snow White Scary Adventures also at Disneyland. I agree. When I would go through and the witch would turn around, scared me <laughs> almost yeah. out of my out of my wits. Um, that closed in two thousand twelve. Um, if anyone's trying to figure out where that is now, where it used to be, is Princess Fairytale Hall. So that's actually what has replaced it. But the thing to keep in mind is for all the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs fans, the Mine Train opened May 28th of 2014. Um, and I feel like that sort of, while it's a very different attraction 
completely. Um, it sort of gave back Snow White, the Snow White love of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs by having the mind train. Um, so I would say, um, oh, and I do have to mention Skyway real quick. Um, so this was right when Disney World opened, 1971 to 1999. Um, so basically what that was for anybody who's like, what is Skyway? It was a transportation from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland and back. And it was just like, almost like a ski gondola, but you mm -hmm. weren't, but you were in a bucket. So I guess you would almost call it the Skyliner of the 70s and 80s. <laughs> Much more, it was very, it was open though. So if you picture the Skyliner today, it's all enclosed. This was like a bucket, but it was open at the top. So you could feel the natural breeze and all that. Um, it was actually almost an attraction unto itself, as well as a transport, mode of transport. Um, it's my childhood. I mean, my family and I used to, it, there was red and blue and yellow and green. And we would just say, hey, it's time to go to People Mover. And we would hop the sky, Skyway to um, over to Tomorrowland. So great memories. No, I think that's that's all awesome. I think for me, as I was telling Alyssa sort of before the episode, there's certain things at Hollywood Studios, that's why we're going to save it for last, and Epcot that uh, I'll be more talkative and more passionate about, just because these are things that I specifically remember. But a lot of the things that Alyssa is mentioning it was before my time, so I wanted her to talk more about these things because she got to experience it. Um, but there are a few things at the Magic Kingdom specifically that I just want to point out. Again, I really miss Wishes. I miss, um, you know nighttime parades. We already talked about that. A few other things that I actually miss about the Magic Kingdom, and I'm not sure if you'll agree with me, Alyssa, but I really loved the Rose Gardens and the hub uh, where you walk in and, and you could sort of walk those little laps. It kind of made the Magic Kingdom's hub feel more like a park, like a central park kind of feel to it. Um, I know it's a simple thing, but I always appreciated taking photos there with my family as a kid. Um, so I, I get realistically why the magic kingdom is designed the way that it is now it makes a lot more sense don't get me wrong um but i just i really love the way it was sort of there was flowers and trees and it, it just it had more of like an actual park feel to it which i thought was really cool but i'm sure it was much more difficult to maintain to be honest uh well, so and also i feel like that hub area is now they opened it up for dessert party guests to have yeah viewing. so I hate to say this, but cha-ching, cha-ching areas mm -hmm. for you and, yeah. you know, like, no, sorry, it makes total sense. negative, but you know, let's just keep it real. It, it's true. It, it, these are, these are things that, you know, it, it's, it's objectively true. I mean, it, regardless of whether you, you know, you, <laughs> some, sometimes the truth hurts people. Okay. Uh, regardless, I didn't get to experience 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, uh, heard all about it. I am excited that the Disney treasure um, will be getting a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea lounge. I think that's really cool. Um, gives some sort of appreciation to a previous attraction and a previous film uh, that was very famous for uh, you know Disney and everything like that. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you before we move on from Magic Kingdom, though, because I didn't get to experience it, and I sort of always wanted to, and I saw photos and videos of it. Did you ever go on the swan boats, Alyssa? I, you know, I don't want to say no, because I'm sure I did, but I am not really recalling 
much about mm -hmm. that. Um, I'm just going to be honest. Um, I, I can't imagine I didn't because when we used to go to Walt Disney World in the 70s, prior mm. to, you know, 1982, um, it, all there was was the Magic Kingdom and yeah. a couple of resorts around the Magic Kingdom. So I can't imagine we didn't do everything, but I mm -hmm. can't tell you my memory is solid with that. Yeah, and it was interesting because the Swan Boats, uh, it's such a, again, completely different concept of the hub compared to what we have now. But the Swan Boats literally used to like go like a moat around almost near the castle and near where the... Uh, you know, the, the tree house is now in Adventureland. And it's just so funny to think back at that, where there's like swan boats going through the hub and uh, rose bushes everywhere, like a park. I mean, it just, the concept of that kind of blows my I mind. I don't know if you different... ever saw pictures, but as you entered into Tomorrowland over that bridge, <laughs> yeah. Um, before the sign, they used to have, and this was for many years, they used to have these two tall, waterfalls on each side of the bridge that were they were like these very futuristic pylons like they were very tall and they had water coming from them wow. and that was the entrance to tomorrowland yeah that's that's very cool i mean to be honest with you i don't fully remember that i do remember the older tomorrowland signs and things like that uh there's certain things i i remember i remember being traumatized by stitch's great escape i can tell you that uh, that's an attraction I don't miss, people. But, you know, it's okay. Uh, certain things you miss and certain things you don't. We're going to move on towards things that I definitely miss at some of our other parks that we're going to talk about. We'll talk about Epcot, and then we'll jump into Hollywood Studios before we wrap up uh, today's episode. So speaking of Epcot, obviously the park that has been going through massive changes over the last several years, um, you know, leading to its final, final completion of its full overhaul. Um, but a lot of people, Alyssa, and I'm not, I'm curious where you, you're going to stand on this, to be honest with you. Um, you know, a lot of people sort of miss old Epcot is what they like to call it. Um, which, you know, obviously it's changed over the years. Uh, last year we celebrated the 40th anniversary of Epcot. Um, and I remember during that time period, a lot of people just like talking about old Epcot. So let me go through and list a bunch of different things that used to be around that are no longer around and get ready because I'm going to list a lot of things here. So we're going to see, um, horizons, obviously lots of people miss that one world of motion journey into imagination, the original journey into an imagination. That is, uh, the image works, the original of that one journey into your imagination another one that got revamped again, the living seas, which is no longer the living seas, uh, body wars, uh, and wonders of light, uh, cranium command, universe of energy, Ellen's energy adventure, communicore, um, kitchen cabaret, food rocks, uh, magic journeys, honey, I shrunk the audience, uh, the Norway Viking ship, which eventually led over to the Maelstrom, which is one that many people do miss still to this day. The Omnibus, which is kind of fun. That sort of went all over the place. Uh, Sorcerer Mickey in the 2000 Wand that was on Spaceship Earth, which whenever I see photos of, I'm just like, wow, that was a different time. Uh, the Millennium Village, Epcot Surprise in the Skies, Characters on Holiday, Tapestry of Nations, um, Pasta Piazza. Um, let's see, Trapper Bob's Beaver Tales, Good Turn Restaurant, Farmer's Market, Odyssey Restaurant, 
course, illuminations we already spoke about, ice station cool. So yeah, and then of course, things like test track has been redone and changed over the years. Um, and spaceship, uh, spaceship Earth has changed narrators several times. Mission space has changed as well. Uh, and that's where I have this funny story that I know Alyssa's going to love. You were talking about earlier when you were speaking about how you, when you were a kid, you used to like always believe what they were telling you and you'd get like really frightened on 20,000 leagues under the sea because you believed it. Well, the original, or I guess the previous version of Mission Space, uh, I first went on that when I was eight years old, I uh, went to Epcot for my first trip to Walt Disney World. And uh, when I went on Mission Space and I saw... Um, Man, I'm forgetting his name, but he was, of course, uh, Lieutenant Dan in um, Forrest Gump. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise, yes. Loved, loved that narration. Uh, and I loved when he was a part of Mission Space. Uh, Gary Sinise convinced eight-year-old Jared that we were actually traveling to Mars. I was so convinced. I was so terrified that I wasn't ready for something like this. <laughs> and when they opened the doors... I remember walking in and of course it's so intense to kids because they're like line up on your numbers and there's like this huge narration in your background, like get ready for your mission. And the doors are just like enclosing on your face. And I just remember being so nervous. The way my mom tells the story essentially is they open the doors and the minute they open the doors after the narration, I literally saw the exit sign and just sprinted. I just sprinted the heck out of there. I didn't look behind me, uh, so I didn't go on mission space for a few years after that. Uh, but regardless, my That's mom awesome. found me afterwards. But point is, uh, certain things I miss, certain things I don't from Epcot. So out of all the things that I listed, uh, what do you miss the most, Alyssa? What are things that you think about? And are you a proponent of, I liked old Epcot more than current Epcot? Love old Epcot. Love old Epcot, which by the way, is probably why I don't hate Epcot forever because it has mm -hmm. all the songs from yeah. old Epcot. So, you know, it's really funny because when you see young people watch Epcot forever, these songs don't make sense. <laughs> They're like, what am I watching? <laughs> what am I watching? Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit makes no sense to them, but that's kitchen cabaret. Like, yeah. you know, so um, it's ugh, like, I love old school Epcot. I will say, um, one of my saddest, it, well, besides Illuminations, obviously, is Maelstrom. Yeah. I don't hate Frozen Ever After. I don't, I'll give it its, its you know, residency there. Um, I actually think it's adorable. Um, but I do miss Maelstrom. Um, I remember being a little scared on Maelstrom, but also really invigorated. Um, mm -hmm. So I do miss that. Um, I also have to say, to be really honest with you, um, the universe of energy I missed, but I really, really enjoyed Ellen's energy adventure. I know it was a little mm -hmm. hokey, um, but I, I just, um, I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was corny and sort of fun, but I will say if I had to say the number one thing I miss more than anything, cause I do love figment is I miss the original dream finder and figment mm -hmm. um you yeah. know when they change it up um you know yeah it's cute figment's still there but it's not the same without dream finder so those are some things i absolutely miss yeah I, oh, and by uh, the way i almost forgot i was thinking in my brain um ellen's energy adventure anyone who used to do, are you familiar with it jared yeah, yeah I am. stupid judy 
Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like, you gotta love stupid Judy. So I'm just gonna say. There there you go. Said my piece. So a few things that I have fond memories of with Epcot, um, outside of the old soundtrack, which I still sometimes listen to, I'm not too ashamed to admit. Um, and I really loved a lot of the original music that would play when you're walking around Epcot uh, that they recently got rid of uh, during the 50th anniversary and everything. Um, I really enjoyed Innovations. I thought that was very fun as a kid. I can understand why certain people might not have liked it. Um, I also really love the original Club Cool. I was a huge fan of the fountain, you know, in the middle of Epcot. I think it's a travesty that's gone. I like the new little fountain. It's cute, but it's a small, it's a small little thing. I like the huge, huge fountain and going up to that as a kid. I thought that was so cool. These, these are simple things, okay, Alyssa? But sometimes the simple things are the things you miss the most. I liked when the ground used to light up with all those shiny sparkles when you'd walk around Epcot. I thought that was so cool as a kid. I thought that was just so fun and unique. And um, another thing that I I actually really enjoy creations. I think it's beautiful. I think it's modernized. I get why it exists. But I really enjoyed Mouse Gears. I thought Mouse Gears was so fun. It, to me, it was kind of like the closest thing to World of Disney. It, it felt much more like World of Disney in a theme park. Um, and, and you could almost get lost in there. And I remember basically getting lost in there as a kid, just running around, trying to find things to convince my parents to buy. But I, I don't know. Those are a few things that I really enjoyed and, and I grew up with that I remember fondly. I know a lot of people miss Horizons as well. Um, you know one thing, Jared, I just want to say, and I know we're going to head over to Hollywood Studios to kind of sum up mm -hmm. the whole uh, podcast. But the one thing I think is the biggest takeaway from this episode we can talk about all the things we miss, the, you know, the shows, the attractions, mm -hmm. all, all the things. Um, but you know what we really miss more than any actual attraction? It's the nostalgia. It's the memories yeah. you have with your family at those moments in your life. Like when I think about, like when I mention if you had wings or mm -hmm. if I mentioned Skyway, like those are things that I'm not necessarily thinking as much about the actual, you know, like, wow, like I miss going on a bucket mm -hmm. from, I don't need to go on a bucket from Fantasyland tomorrow. I can walk there pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do miss the way I was a young child with my family doing that yeah. and remembering how I felt doing that. Like yeah. even joking about 20,000 leagues on the sea or you talking about mission space, like it's fun to remember how I used to feel and what I believed from mm. these, you know, attractions that don't exist anymore you know believing that the witch in snow white scary adventure was going to turn around and get me um yeah that's actually what i think is the takeaway from this entire podcast today is yes we miss those things but we miss how they made us feel no i think look Alyssa, uh you that could have been the best little monologue you've had since you've joined the podcast i think it's true i think you know for me what makes disney special um, and, and everybody, if you know, that's a whole nother episode in itself. And how do you answer that question? But it is about memories, right? It's a nostalgic place because every time you go, you think, oh, I remember when I was with my dad over here, my mom over here, my brother over here, my sister went on her first roller coaster over here. Or I remember when my friends went to Epcot for the first time in their life and we walked around the world. Like you, these are things you're constantly thinking about when you're walking around the parks. It's it's like nostalgia 
it's like a nostalgia haven to the max. It's hard to even explain. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think for me, when I think about, like I was just talking about the light up, lighting up grounds and stuff. Do I really need the ground to light up anymore? No, I don't need that. But I miss being 10 years old and running around Epcot and running through the little fountains uh, on the ground outside of, you know, the original Mouse Gears. I remember uh, walking out of the park after we just did Spaceship Earth as our last ride and, you know, hearing the original music, the original Innovations music. Like, those are things that I miss. And, and I think that's what makes the Disney park so special is it's a place that is designed for you to make memories, whether it's with friends, family, significant others, anybody you're making memories. And every time you go back, you get to be reminded of those memories because what's sad about life sometimes is we forget things, you know, the older we get, the more we forget. And I think that's sad in a way because, you know, sometimes every once in a while, I get caught where someone will be like, hey, do you remember this? This was so funny. And I'll be like, no, I don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. They remember it, but I don't remember it. And then I just needed a quick little reminder. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, you're right. That was such a fun day. Disney does that for you constantly. It's like a walking, living, breathing place where it's like, hey, remember this amazing memory when you were eight? Do you remember this amazing thing when you were 14? Do you remember this? Like, that's what a cool thing. Because not many well, places you know, I, exist. I think like it that. also meant, and then I promise we'll go to Hollywood Studios. Um, I think the thing that is the something we can all remember from this episode is we can be sad about things that are gone and be mad and sort of mm -hmm. resentful. And, and we've all been there, right? Like, oh, how could you take that away? But what I choose to do is not, I mean, I can't change what Disney has evolved into. And that's great. I love what it's evolved into. But Rather than be mad or resentful that some of my favorite attractions are gone, I'm choosing to remember how I felt when I went on them at different yeah. stages of my life and the people I experienced that with. And that's going mm. to be, so I feel like if, if any of our viewers or listeners take anything away from this episode, it's remember your favorite attractions that, and, and experiences that no longer exist, but don't be sad about them. Remember why you were happy when they were there. Yeah, I mean, of course, it would be great to go back in time and get to experience these things again. But at the same time, would that change your perspective on it a little bit? Because you, you might, you might change it. You know, when this is a silly comparison, but you know, when you have this, let's say it's a slice of pizza somewhere, and it's just blew your mind. And then you go back years later or something, you have it, and you're like, that's not as good as I remember. Because oftentimes that's what we do. It's natural. <laughs> you're you're hyping things up in your brain, thinking they were so great, not because the actual thing was that great, but because of the people you were with, the memories, the and age the time you were. that you did it. Exactly. So it's not it's not always about how amazing the specific thing is. It's the memories you associate with it. So Absolutely. I think I think it's a really good point that you brought up. And I'm glad we did sort of pause to talk about that. Yeah. To finish up the episode, we're going to talk about Hollywood Studios because Hollywood Studios has changed quite a bit over the years, um, especially in recent years. Of course, it's gone through basically massive revamps. Um, and I think some of it has been for the best and some of it has been for the worst. This is probably the, the park 
I feel more most passionately about about its changes because it's such a blessing and a curse to me. There are certain things that exist there now that I'm like, oh man, I'm so happy it's there. And there's other times I'm walking around and I'm like, oh, why, why, why is this park like this? So uh, just to list off, as I've been doing for the other parks, Superstar Television, Monster Sound Show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Sounds Dangerous, Doug Live, Journey into Narnia, as well as Journey into Pirates of the Caribbean. The Magic of Disney Animation Tour, Here Come the Muppets, The Spirit of Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Aladdin's Royal Caravan, Pixar Pals, Countdown to Fun, Disney Stars and Motor Cars, Soundstage Restaurant, uh, The American Idol Experience, The Studio Backlot Tour, The Great Movie Ride, and of course, uh, as we've said several times on this, episode, uh, on this podcast, Alyssa and I are big Christmas fans. Um, we did lose the Streets of America, and when we did lose the Streets of America, we lost the Osborne Spectacle of Dancing Lights, which is a tough loss. And uh, don't 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 get me started on that for too long because it'll be a three hour episode. Uh, so, out of all those things, um, obviously, uh, we're we I think the main thing Alyssa and I both feel pretty passionately about is the Great Movie Ride. Um, and before I go on a huge rant. This is why, okay? It's very simple, folks. I'm not going to bore you to death for 30 minutes talking about the great movie ride. But they took the ride about movies out of the, the theme park about movies. I, I will never understand it as long as I live. This is the one Disney attraction that I think should have never, ever, ever gone away. It's an abomination in my opinion. And yes, that's a big word. It's, it's in the Chinese theater that is the most famous movie theater on the planet that they replicated, made in an exact identical replica of from Los Angeles. And they made a film that celebrates the, or sorry, a ride that celebrates the history of cinema. And they were like, you know what? Let's take it out. Let's get, let's get it out of there. We don't need this anymore. It'll, it blows my mind. I don't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, let me just say real quick before I just touch on that real quick. Um, I would also add to your argument about the studio backlot tour. Cause again, that's about yeah. movies and film mm. and production. Um, <sighs> the, the backlot tour existed from 1989 to 2014. Um, and of course, if anyone wants to know where that is now, that's now toy story land, which we love. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. I have to argue, don't take away add Exactly. You, you, could, you had the land to build Toy Story Land. You didn't have, have to take so away much land. the backlot tour. <laughs> I have to say I loved Catastrophe Canyon. I loved I loved going past the Golden Girls house. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll go even that far. Um, I loved the backlot tour. It was super fun. It was very interactive. So I'm just going to say right there, I'll leave it there saying, miss that. I think it had a lot to do with movies and film and productions and all that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Real quick, because I know our time is running out. Um, great movie ride. So I couldn't agree more. It epitomizes everything Hollywood Studios is about. Um, mm -hmm. I know that there were some people, can't even believe I'm saying this, that were like, oh, it's so outdated. And the films That's are the so point. Old. That's the whole point, people. Um, it is, people were like, oh, do I need to go through the Wizard of Oz? What are you even saying? I loved going through Oz. What What do you mean? I don't do you even do know. I'm, I'm back. And people used to say, <sighs> Oh, those corny, you know, like bank robber and all that. 
okay, hello, that's the time. Um, it is, there were probably way more people that miss it than don't. Mm. Um, and I'm going to say this. I think the Runaway Railway is adorable. Yeah. It's adorable. I am not, not, we needed a Mickey and Minnie's focus, Mickey and Minnie focused attraction. Yeah. I love it. Um, put it somewhere else. Yeah, put it, it anywhere It doesn't belong else. in a Chinese theater. No, it should have been nothing to do with it. somewhere else. For example, out in Disneyland, it's in Toontown, which makes sense because it kind of fits there. It yeah. doesn't really fit in the theater, meaning fit. I mean, it doesn't make sense in the theater. What they had was literally the perfection of Hollywood Studios. And so if... a, a little, a little, um, a little raw about what they've done. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think it was the smartest thing that they did. Um, but again, what I'm going to say is what I said earlier. I'm going to remember the amazing times. And I will say that Greg and I were lucky enough to be on the very last uh, guest ride on that attraction. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I wish I was, and it was huge. Uh, like there were tears. The cast members were crying. There was clapping. Um, it was it was a sad day. I look. I'm still I'm still sad about it. I don't know when yeah. I will not be sad about it. Look, it, the truth is, and again, I don't want to go too long into this, but the truth is, is that um, you know Hollywood Studios, previously MGM Studios, the entire point of that park was to celebrate film. All right how films are made, how it's all put together, the magic of cinema, the, the beauty of cinema, the the old time periods of cinema. That's why things like, you know, uh, 50s Primetime Cafe exists and it's still over there. Like this is an entire park that was supposed to celebrate that. And I almost think by adding Toy Story Land and adding Galaxy's Edge, as great as those locations are, again, I'm wearing a Toy Story shirt right now, folks. It's not like I don't like Toy Story, but it doesn't, it, it, it's not, how does that fit the theme? Like I understand, okay, well, they're movies. That's great. Sure. But the previous theme was how are movies made? What makes movies magical? What's so great about movies? And so it's kind of a give and take. And I understand the reasons why we gained those things like kids needing more rides at Hollywood studios. I remember my little sister being a young kid being like, this park is for shows like you know so i Sarah, get how that about the, um I, I'm, I'm blanking the people that the, the old time uh cast that used to come out yeah uh, i i'm blanking on what they were There's yeah a that name. was uh that was uh the um the people of hollywood they used right. to perform over yeah they used to come out in the in the old heyday of the of of the you know the 20s and the 30s and the 40s yeah. um and I know there's a name for the people and I'm blanking, but I think people know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Like that's lost. Um, oh, you know, again, I don't want to, I don't want to diss on Hollywood studios cause we love Hollywood studios. Um, but again, you know, there is a lot that we miss in that park that is now not there. Uh, mm -hmm. we have to just try to remember them, remember it all with fond memories. Yeah. I think, you know, again, it's, it's, there's pros and cons, right? Like I really enjoy Toy Story Land and I really love Galaxy's Edge, but I just miss some of these things. And I think the real point we're making is like Alyssa was saying earlier, add, but don't take away. All right. Like you can oh, add by more the way, things, Jared, but don't take citizens away. Citizens of Hollywood. 
Citizens of Hollywood. Okay. I was saying people of Hollywood. Close, Citizens of Hollywood. close, but no cigar. But yeah. let yeah, me say, but either way, uh, when people ask me like, what's your favorite uh, part of Hollywood studios? What's your favorite? Uh, what's one of your favorite places to visit Walt Disney World? I love walking down Sunset Boulevard because that section of the park is still exactly the way that it was way back mm -hmm. when. And it's perfect. You got the old Hollywood music playing. You got all these signs, these flashy stores that those exact stores also exist in Hollywood. They're themed that way. It's perfect. It reminds me of the original purpose of the park. And I think that yeah. we lost that when we lost the great movie ride. And I think you could have put Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway over you know, in animation courtyard over by launch bay or something um, and put, kept the great movie ride where it is. And if it's a rights issue, I can understand that. Maybe they, maybe they struggled with the rights or something with uh, maintaining the rights to these films, but one, then just change it a little bit, change it to all the history of Disney films, because guess what? You're still celebrating movies and there's still so many iconic Disney films over the years. So last thing I'm going to mention before we wrap up today's episode is the Osborne spectacle of Dancing Lights, which I think both Alyssa and I will say uh, really loved. I love that show. I loved the Streets of Hollywood. Again, a whole section that really celebrated film and, you know, that whole Absolutely. section of the park. Of course, we lost it for Galaxy's Edge. Again, give and take. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I enjoy it. I know Alyssa is a big Star Wars fan. Um, but regardless. <laughs> I uh, miss I, it. But again, have I remember standing there and just have such good memories of yeah. how beautiful it was over at the holidays. And I will say just to kind of cap recap or, or just to kind of end that part portion of it. Um, it's still, as we said, I think a few episodes back, one of the prettiest parks during the holidays, regardless of losing the Osborne lights. Absolutely. It's my favorite place to visit during the holidays at Walt Disney World is Hollywood Studios. But don't worry. I'm sure you're going to be hearing plenty about the holidays at Walt Disney World. Buckle uh, up. The, holidays, the holiday episodes are coming. November and December is going to be filled with lots of holiday episodes here on the Mickey Bog Podcast. So with that being said, we do hope that you enjoyed this episode uh, as expected. We did go a little bit longer than we usually do, but that's okay because we had Super a lot fun. to talk about. Um, yep. And it was a very fun episode. but. You know, as Alyssa said earlier, if you want to sort of add in your own input, please do comment yes. down below on our YouTube channel. Every single episode of the Make It Bob podcast is brought to you in video format on YouTube. So just comment. Let us know like, hey, Jared, uh, great movie ride. Wasn't that good? I don't care. You can disagree with me. It's totally fine. But I would like to hear different opinions from you guys on what you miss things that maybe you don't miss and you know uh certain changes that you agree with versus disagree memories with. that you have with uh, things that are gone absolutely i think you know one of the best parts of doing what we do um you know not to get all sappy on you guys uh is you know seeing comments and messages from from people every single day. Uh, we're very fortunate where Mickey Travels has over 200,000 Facebook likes now. We have well over 300,000 followers on our Facebook page for Mickey blog. There are thousands and thousands of people who comment and message us on a daily basis, whether it's Mickey Travels with helping plan a perfect trip or Mickey blog with just like, oh my gosh, Thank you for this video of walking down Main Street. It brings me back to 1998 when I was here with my mom. Like 
seeing those comments, seeing people comment about their own special memories, it it sort of makes the job that much more rewarding. And I think Alyssa can agree to that. So thank you, as always, for sharing your own magical memories and stories. That's what makes this job uh, easy to do. It doesn't, I said this to Alyssa the other day, it never really feels like work when you love what you do. And uh, I know that we both certainly do. And a big part of that is because you guys support us. So thank you so much as always. We hope you tune in to next week's episode. Every episode of the Make Your Blog Podcast drops every single Friday. So feel free to listen on any platform that you get your podcasts. Definitely rate us if you can. It helps more people find our podcast if you give us a good review. Um, and check us out on YouTube. You can follow Make Your Blog on all social media platforms. And you can head over to makeyourblog.com for all the latest and all things Disney. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We can't wait to see you guys next week. We hope you have a good one.